This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. In my first decade as a Christian, say from uh, 15 to 25, I was absolutely mesmerized by the apocalyptic aspects of the Bible. The return of Jesus, the day of judgment, the eternal kingdom, these themes fascinated me. I daydreamed about them prayed about them, told others about them. I even wrote songs about them in the days when I was in a band. In fact, I have incriminating evidence of my apocalyptic youth recorded forever. The first full album my band In the Silence recorded back in 1988 was ominously titled Things to Come. The cover features the band looking expectantly toward the rising sun, a not-so-subtle image of our future hope. This theme weaves its way through the entire album. Track 2, Side 1, remember music discs used to have two sides, is a song called Waiting Here. Here are the lyrics. Yes, I'm waiting here, watching moments as they disappear into the years. I read the things you've said, I watch my world and I look ahead, because I see the things you've said. Yes, I'm waiting here, waiting for you to appear, and it can't be long. Trust me, it rhymed when it was to music. Side 2, track 2, is a song called Steamboat, a blues tune using the metaphor of a boat picking up passengers and heading downstream. The lyrics go like this. Don't know the time, don't know the place. But I see there's a river moving through this place. I say now, you don't know my friend. When he's coming back again, look down the river, because there's a steamboat coming. Are you going to be on it too? I look back on all this, and frankly, I'm a little embarrassed. Not just by the 1980s haircuts on the album cover and the three-chord songwriting, but by my heart-on-sleeve apocalyptic zeal as a 20-year-old songwriter. If I'm honest with you, this longing for the future seems a little foreign to me now. It's not prominent in my daily thoughts. It hasn't featured much in my preaching in recent years. And I haven't written a song on the topic for more than a decade. Eschatology, the Greek for last things, was once front and centre for me. Now it's neatly packed away somewhere in my mind's theological subdirectory. I'll talk later on why I think this is. For now, I just want to say that despite the silly speculations and potential extremes associated with an apocalyptic outlook, I suspect my youthful longing for Christ's return and for God's eternal kingdom was not too far from the biblical viewpoint after all. And so the series of reflections we start today will no doubt challenge me as much as you as we look at what the Bible says about the things to come. I expect many of us will be both disturbed and comforted, both humbled and I hope thrilled. My aim today is very basic. I want to underline the fact that Christian hope, by which I mean eager expectation of God's promised future, is at the core of biblical faith. In fact, the simple point I want to make is that Christianity 
has precisely three dimensions. And that without the dimension of eager expectation, of hope, our Christian lives are going to be two-dimensional, flat, a mere shadow of the biblical reality. The Apostle Paul put these three dimensions together in the famous passage at the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The reference to love, of course, recalls the central ethical command of Jesus, to love your neighbour as yourself. Faith refers to our trust in God's mercy guaranteed in Christ. And I think it's fair to say that these two dimensions of Christian life receive most of the attention today. Though we often reverse the relative importance as if Paul actually said the greatest of these is faith when he said the greatest of these is love. Anyway, leaving that aside, I want us to notice that Paul places hope, eager expectation of God's promised future, right alongside faith and love. This is the triumvirate of the Christian life, if I can put it like that. These are the three dimensions that give our lives their proper biblical shape. And if we lack one or other of these, we're in danger of becoming a distorted image of a follower of Christ. Now, let me assure you, these three words were not just pulled out of a hat for the particular benefit of the Corinthians. Faith, hope, and love appear everywhere in Paul's writings. A few years earlier, he wrote to his beloved Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 2, We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. He can't finish this letter without pretty much repeating himself, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8-9. Let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Ten years later, Paul opened his letter to the church at Colossae in this way, Colossians 1, 3-5. We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven. Nor is this just a Pauline thing. The Apostle Peter concludes his great hope passage, 1 Peter 1, verses 1 to 22, with the same three dimensions of the Christian life. Let me read verses 21 and 22. Through him, that's Christ, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have a sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. Faith, hope and love are what you might call the deep structure of authentic Christianity. It's probably true to say that the entire New Testament operates on these three axes. Pick up any chapter of the New Testament and it will be about either faith or love, or hope, and often all three together. I guess the question from all of this, 
is to ask ourselves, does hope have its rightful place in our Christian lives, right up there with faith and love? Well, this is the theme I want to explore in this series, Things to Come. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.